What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today we are here with our sequel to our previous episode, giving you our Western Conference standings predictions. So, Andrew, let's jump right into it with the number 10 team, a team that will be playing in the playing game. Who do you have at number 10? At number 10, Henry, I have the New Orleans Pelicans, and this is because I think they have a very talented roster. When you look at it, I know they have Zion Williamson, who will be, I think, will make a huge leap from last year to this year because he is healthy now. They have Lonzo Ball, who's a very solid point guard, can dish it out to anybody. Brandon Ingram, who was the most improved player from the previous year and averaged 20-plus points per game. And then they added Eric Bledsoe. I know they lost Drew Holiday, but Eric Bledsoe is still very solid himself. So I think they got all they could out of that Drew Holiday trade that they did. And they also got Steven Adams, who will definitely help them out because in, in the paint, they were not looking very good, especially on defense. And I know they drafted Jackson Hayes in the 2019 draft, but Jackson Hayes he just needs time to, to develop. And I think under Stephen Adams, he will be able to do that. So overall, I think this Pelicans team has a great future, but I'm just not sure if this year is it because they don't have enough star power. And eventually I think Zion will progress in his development and maybe even become that star player for them. But this year, I don't know if he'll be that for them. And that's why I have him at number 10. Andrew, I'm, I disagree. I think the Pelicans are a better team, and you'll hear later why I have them higher on this list. But at number 10, I have the Houston Rockets, and I know everyone's going to be like, oh, James Harden's going to be gone. But think about it. If James Harden gets traded, there's going to be some very good pieces in return, whether it be first-round picks, and there's going to be a prized packaged player in there, like a Ben Simmons, like a Tyler Hero, or someone of that sort. I mean – you also have John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, some all, all of which are very good pieces. And I think this team is a playoff team with or without James Harden, Andrew. Yeah, but let's move on to the number nine seed. And I have the Houston Rockets. And for the exact same reason as you, I'm not quite sure if they'll make the playoffs, especially, well, as of right now, I'm assuming that James Harden will start the season with them. And you already know all types of issues he's going to create within the organization and within his teammates. I mean, there's just going to be a lot of chemistry issues and problems in that locker room. I just don't know if they'll be able to play well on the court with all of those issues going on with the whole organization until he's gone. So as of right now, assuming that he starts the season with them, I don't think they'll get off to a good start, but I do think they have a playoff roster. As you mentioned, they've, every big piece that they had last season minus Russell Westbrook, but they still swapped him for John Wall, who's looking healthy and really good. And they signed DeMarcus Cousins. They signed Christian Wood. This team got, I think, got better from the offseason. But of course, if James Harden does get traded, they will have some problems. And that's what I assume will happen down the road. But as of right now, I'm thinking that uh, the Rockets will enter the season with James Harden but I don't think they'll change much. And honestly, I think they'll start performing better once he's gone, just because all of the issues, all of the drama will be gone with James Harden leaving. But I don't see him going much anywhere with James Harden still in that roster. And even without, because James Harden is one of the best players in the NBA and you can't debate that. And without him, they will struggle. 
but overall I think it will help him once he's gone because this team will be will have less drama surrounding it and they'll have better chemistry. Andrew, I completely agree with what you said. And I think that with the Rockets, once James Harden gets traded, I think they'll be better. But I'm in the view that it could be closer to the trade deadline. So I think that the Rockets will have a very bad start putting a team that I have above them, which is the Pelicans. I have them finishing ninth. I think there's still some questions about the development of some of their players. They're just, they're still very young as a team as a whole. And I think in a few years, this could definitely be one of the best teams in the Western conference, but for now, because they have so much young pieces and not a lot of guys who have playoff and just close game in the NBA experience, I think that will will be what holds them back from getting a top six, seven seed. Yeah, but let's move on to the number eight seed. And at number eight, I have the Phoenix Suns, and I loved how they acquired Chris Paul in the offseason. That was such a great move for this organization. They needed someone, something, a veteran leader to get them to the playoffs, somebody to get them to the playoffs. And Chris Paul, you saw him do that with OKC last season, and I believe he'll do that with the Suns this season. The only thing with the Suns, I just don't think they're as deep of a team as OKC last season. So I don't know if they'll perform as well as the Chris Paul Oklahoma City Thunder team, but I still think they're going to make the playoffs and at that eighth seed. And I loved how they got shooters, Langston Galloway, Jay Crowder. Those are great signings. I think Mikel Bridges will improve a lot. And in the next podcast, you might even hear his name that we have. We're going to be doing awards, just a little preview. And Devin Booker is going to be, I think, better than ever and finally get that recognition as an all-star that he should have been getting his whole career. DeAndre Ayton had a very underrated season last season. I believe he averaged about 18 points in 11 and a half rebounds. That's insane. And nobody was talking about it. DeAndre Ayton is one of the most underrated centers, I think, in the NBA. People aren't giving him enough credit. So this team, I think, can be a really good team, especially with Chris Paul at the point. And the only thing that frustrated me with their offseason was drafting Jalen Smith, I believe, at the 10th pick. That They drafted him way too high. They obviously saw something in him, but I truly don't know what that is. But I still think this team's going to be very good. I think they could have drafted somebody better with their first-round selection, especially at number 10. There were a lot of good players on the board. But nonetheless, this team's a very talented team and much more talented with Chris Paul, which I think boosted them to that playoff contender team. Yeah, Andrew, I actually think the Suns will be much better than you're even giving them credit for. But at number eight, I do have the Golden State Warriors. And any team with Steph Curry playing a full season is most likely going to make the playoffs. They have some good wings. Andrew Wiggins, I think, will have a very good year. Kelly Oubre is a solid wing, still a young player who can develop in that Warriors offense. Draymond Green, he's Draymond. He's going to be a solid player. And eventually, when James Wiseman starts to ramp it up and starts getting starter-type minutes, I think that he'll be a huge piece for them, especially because they don't have Klay Thompson and they're going to have to change the offense a little bit because they don't have nearly the amount of shooters. I don't think this team is really going to compete for much because when you don't have Clay Thompson, that's such a huge loss because the chemistry of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson is just hard to beat. And I think that will be what holds them back. But in my opinion, any team with Steph Curry is definitely going to compete for a playoff spot 
and a spot later in the playoffs. Yeah, Henry, but let's move on to the number seven seed. And here I have the Portland Trailblazers, and I really think they'll improve from last season just because they made some really good signings and really good trades in the offseason. I know they got Robert Covington. They gave up a little much for him. I believe it was two firsts, but nonetheless, he, he's a really good player for this team just because he'll help him out defensively and stretch to the floor since he can shoot that three ball and he plays that power forward spot. And also, they got Derek Jones Jr. from the Miami Heat. They signed him in free agency. He will help him out defensively. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. And that's what Portland's struggle was last season. It wasn't putting up the points because when you have Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, you're going to put up the points. And also, Carmelo Anthony was playing very well last season, and he's going to be returning to the team this season as well. But scoring wasn't their problem the offensive end wasn't their problem it was their defense and they really improved while signing Derek Jones Jr. and uh trading for Robert Covington so overall I think this team's going to be much better but in the stacked west I see them being no more than the six or seven seed so that's why I have them at seven. Andrew I disagree with that you'll hear later why but at number seven I have the Memphis Grizzlies I think led by John Morant this is going to be one of the best better young teams in the West. And I think eventually this would be a team competing for championships, especially with that duo of John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Obviously we know Jaron Jackson could be out for an extended period of time, likely into February, but when he comes back, this team's going to be very, very good. And I think they'll start the year off slow, but they're going to make a very big surge at the end, which will boost them up all the way to the seventh seed. Yeah, but let's move on to the sixth seed. And here I have the Utah Jazz. And Utah basically has the same roster as last year. They didn't really make any big moves. But I just think Donovan Mitchell is going to come back even better, really solidify himself as an all-star. He was playing so well in the playoffs and in that series against Denver. I know they gave up a 3-1 lead in that series, but... Donovan Mitchell, it was truly not his fault that they lost that series. He was playing as good as he can be, and I believe he'll carry that over into this season, and he'll be one of the best players. I can't say in the NBA, but one of the best players in the Western Conference because I truly think Donovan Mitchell will take that big leap from all-star to star. He, he will be good. So I think Donovan Mitchell will carry that over from last playoffs to the to this season. I think Mike Conley will still play very well for them. Bogdanovich is a very underrated three-point shooter. I know Rudy Gobert, he might be on the move. I, I think we should be watching out for that. But Rudy Gobert might be on the move at some point, maybe near the trade deadline. But as of right now, he's on the team. He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. And overall, this team has a very good roster. It's basically the same as last season, like I said. So what you saw last season, I think you should be looking to see a little more of that this season, maybe even better, because I think Donovan Mitchell can really improve from last season to this season. Andrew, at number six, this is where I have the Phoenix Suns. And with that backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, I think this will be one of the top 10 backcourts, maybe even top five in all of basketball. And I think also having DeAndre Ayton and Jay Crowder on the inside will give them that aspect of just toughness on the inside. And I think that this team is poised to have a big year. They haven't been good in a while. Devin Booker finally got that other star 
paired next to him in the backcourt. And I think this is the year that the Suns finally have a breakout year and show people that they are a very, very good basketball team, Andrew. Yeah, but let's move on to the number five seed. And I have the Dallas Mavericks here. And basically, like the Utah Jazz, their team looks generally the same from last year to this year. But you can expect an immense improvement from Luka Doncic last year to Luka Doncic this year. I believe he's the favorite to win MVP this year, or at least one of them. And he will be very good this year. And I think there's a chance he might be averaging a triple-double this season. And that's why I think he could have that Russell Westbrook MVP season like this, averaging that triple-double. Luka Doncic is so good, such a good scorer. He's going to be much better from this or from last year to this year. And Kristaps Porzingis, I expect him to play a much bigger role than last year. I know he was still playing uh, pretty well last year, but I believe he wasn't playing as good as he can. And I think he'll take that next uh, step this year once Doncic starts playing a little better. I think he'll play up to Doncic's uh, play and Porzingis will play very good himself. And this team is very solid. They have very solid pieces. And I think that this team has the potential to make a nice playoff run, especially with Luka Doncic at the helm. And if he's playing like an MVP, once the playoffs roll around, this team could be scary, especially with Porzingis. So I have him at five just strictly because I think Doncic could have a potential MVP type season this year. Yeah, Andrew, at number five, I do have the Portland Trailblazers. And I think this is the year that Damian Lillard finally just breaks out of open water. And I think he's going to have a career year. I could see him averaging close to 30, 35 points per game. I think he's just going to go absolutely ballistic this year. I think him paired with CJ McCollum in the backcourt, along with adding Robert Covington and having Carmelo Anthony off the bench and eventually getting Yusuf Nurkic back. I think this team is poised to have just a, a ridiculously overproductive year considering where people are ranking them in terms of the teams in the West. I think Damian Lillard shows that he's no doubt a top two point guard in the league, if not the best point guard in the league right now. And I think that the Portland Trailblazers have a very big unexpected year. Yeah, but let's move on to number four. And at number four, I have the Golden State Warriors. And Henry, I really didn't like how you have them so low because I'm watching them in the preseason and they look like a really good basketball team, starting with Stephen Curry. He's looking back healthy and really good, like the best point guard in the NBA good. That's how good Stephen Curry was before he got injured. And he's picking that right back up now that uh, he's back healthy. And Andrew Wiggins is going to be very solid this season. I don't think people give him enough credit as a scorer and as a player in general. He's a very good scorer. One of, and I think he's one of the best slashers in the NBA, but I don't think people give him enough credit for that. They also have Draymond Green, who will be very solid. They acquired Kelly Oubre, which I think was a very good trade for them because they needed a guy to fill in that spot when Clay Thompson went down and Kelly Oubre can do that very well. And in the draft, they absolutely nailed it with their uh, second pick in the draft. And that was James Wiseman. James Wiseman really fits this team because he's a stretch big and they need a big who can stretch the floor out. You see Draymond Green trying to do it, but Draymond Green isn't that good of a three-point shooter. We saw that last season. So I think James Wiseman will be able to be that stretch big for them. And he really fits the system well. 
and they needed a center and they got one, especially one that can shoot the three and stretch the floor. James Wiseman can do that. This team's going to look very scary this year, even without Clay Thompson. But once Clay Thompson comes back, it's over for the entire NBA, especially once James Wiseman starts developing more. This Warriors team is going to run the future for a while until Steph Curry is out of the league. And I can say that confidently. Yeah, Andrew, I just think there's not enough chemistry at the start, and especially because Draymond Green and James Wiseman are both coming off of COVID. I think they're going to start the year extremely slow. I think there's just not enough chemistry between a lot of these guys since they haven't played together, and it's an entirely new team, basically, besides Andrew Wiggins. I mean, it's not entirely new, but a lot of these guys haven't really played together, and they just haven't built the chemistry that these old Warriors teams have which is why at number four, I have the LA Clippers. I think they're going to be on the same load management plan that they were on last year with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They save them for the playoffs. I still think they're going to be a very good team. Obviously a team that can compete for the finals. They added Serge Ibaka. They lost Montrezl Harrell, which I think was not a great thing for them. But they also added Luke Kennard, a very good shooter. So I think this team is still going to be very good. I just think load management will get in the way for them being a top three seed in the West. Yeah, but let's move on to number three. And at three, I have the Denver Nuggets. And you watched how they played in the playoffs last season. And you watched how Jamal Murray and Jokic became almost that unstoppable duo. And they they were at points looking better than LeBron James and Anthony Davis in terms of guard big duo. I know LeBron James isn't necessarily a guard, but he plays like it, especially in the Lakers system. And Jamal Murray and Jokic were looking unstoppable at certain points in time. They were so good together, and they have a lot of key pieces. I know Gary Harris is a very good defender. Michael Porter Jr. was making really big strides from uh, in the playoffs. He was looking very good. Paul Millsap is a good like glue guy. He can do anything for you. He can stretch the floor. And I expect Bulbul to develop. And I know we saw glimpses of him, but I really think he'll get a role this season. And he might be looking really good just because he's so long. And I was watching preseason. You can't block his shot. He can get a shot over anyone just because of how long his arms are and how big he is in general. So if they can get him out of the three-point line and he can start making those threes consistently, he can be a very scary guy. And Bobo, I just think you should look out for him, especially if he starts getting an increased role this year. And I really think they nailed like the draft slash off season in terms of signing and drafting rookies. I know they got RJ Hampton. They got him for very good value. They signed uh, the unsigned or undrafted free agent, Marcus Howard, who I think should have been drafted. No reason why he wasn't. They were able to sign him. And they also got a very underrated player in Zeke Nanaji. I believe he, he will be playing power forward in the NBA. And I think that was a very underrated draft pick. This team has a really good future. And I expect Jamal Murray to make that next leap along with Nikola Jokic to legitimate all-stars and become this really good team and really good force in the West. So watch out for the Denver Nuggets. They have a really good future ahead. And I think they'll make that stride this season to become one of the best teams in the West. And I have them at number three. Andrew, I actually do have the Denver Nuggets higher than that. And you'll hear later why I have them higher than number three. But at number three, I have the Dallas Mavericks. And I think this is the year that Luka Doncic will, will start hitting the three ball more consistently. 
at least hit 35 to 40 percent of his three pointers before he'd only been hitting about 30 percent which I think is one of the reasons he's still not reaching his full potential obviously it's only his third year in the league but I think this is the year he's going to have a very big year obviously you also have Kristaps Porzingis who will come back and I think will be in a much better place from a health standpoint because last year he had nagging injuries all year long I think he's going to be ready to have a big year I think that duo alone will be the main reason why the Dallas Mavericks will be a top three seed in the Western Conference Andrew yeah, but let's move on to number two. And at the number two seed, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. And I believe the Clippers will probably be the deepest team in the NBA this season. And with that deep bench and the star power of Kawhi Leonard, and I really think Paul George will improve from last season and show people the all-star that he was signed to be and that he actually is. I think Paul George will have a great season along with Kawhi Leonard. And the only reason why I don't have him at number one is because LeBron James is on that team. And the Clippers are, once again, probably the deepest team in the NBA. And with the star power of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, I really think this team will be a good team and give the Lakers some scare because I know they didn't really do that that well last season because we really thought the Clippers were going to be the team to contend with the Lakers to be that uh Western Conference nominee in the finals, but the Clippers never really showed up in the playoffs. And we saw that. Uh, so I really think they'll be able to show up this season. And Paul George will play really well along with Kawhi Leonard. And once again, that team is very deep. This team should be a team we should be scared of. And I think one of the top title contenders in the NBA. Yeah, Andrew, at number two, I have the Denver Nuggets. And you talked about them earlier. They got significantly better. And their young guys are developing more bull bull Michael Porter Jr. I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to have a huge year. I think he's going to finally break out from because he's he's had some very unfortunate injuries. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was seen as the number one overall player in his class and the consensus number one overall player in the draft until he had a very bad injury happen to him with his back, I believe was what it was. But now I think he's finally healthy. He's going to have a huge year. Jamal Murray proved in the bubble why he's going to be a top five point guard in the NBA. Nikola Jokic is obviously one of the top three centers in the NBA. And I think that duo, along with all the rest of the pieces they have, including Monte Morris and Gary Harris, will lead them to the number two seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, but let's move on to number one. And this is pretty much no question between us two and that is the Los Angeles Lakers and they won the NBA title uh, last season and if they did it last season there's no reason they won't be able to do it this season LeBron James I mean he's getting older but he's still LeBron James and he's still a top three player in the NBA pretty much and you have Anthony Davis who played very very well alongside LeBron James and that's what we're kind of looking forward with them getting Anthony Davis. We really wanted to see that LeBron James, Anthony Davis takeover. And we saw that a lot throughout the playoffs. And Anthony Davis just fits really well with LeBron James and this Lakers team. And of course they got Montrez Harrell, who I thought was a very good signing of them. Wesley Matthews gave LeBron James more shooters. They kind of exchanged him for Danny Green almost. They got Dennis Schroeder, who I think will be a really good uh, player for this team, just because he adds veteran leadership. I know, Aside from LeBron James and Anthony Davis, 
the team is generally young. And I think Dennis Schroeder allows a guy who's very consistent. I know last year they had Rajon Rondo, and I really expect Dennis Schroeder to fit the role of Rajon Rondo, but to be an even better scorer than him. So this Lakers team improved, I think, from last year to this year. And I think, once again, they'll be probably the best team in the NBA just because, number one, they have LeBron James. Number two, they have Anthony Davis. Number three, they generally improved their roster from last season to this season. There's no reason why they shouldn't repeat the championship. Of course, injuries happen. Of course, chemistry issues, trades. You never know what's going to happen. But this team, with the roster that they have going into the NBA season, I expect them to run it back and win a second consecutive title in a row. Yeah, Andrew, it's not like the, this, the old Warriors team were to guarantee they were going to win the championship, but this team should be considered the favorite in the LA Lakers. I have them at number one. You have LeBron James, arguably most likely the best player in the world. You have Anthony Davis, who looks like he's as good as he's ever been. I mean, you saw last night he was unstoppable in a preseason game. He, I don't know if you can name many seven-footers that are going to shoot over 40% from three this year. And Anthony Davis is one I can for sure tell you will shoot 40% or better from three this year. And they added, like you said, Montrezl Harrell, Dennis Schroeder. They have Marcus Saw as well. Kyle Kuzma needs to have a big year unless he'll get traded via LeBron telling us that indirectly. I think he's going to get traded if he doesn't have a big year. And I mean, when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it doesn't matter who who else is on the roster, you should be considered one of the favorites to win the title. Yeah, and one last thing, Henry, I have for you. Would you say that the Lakers will be your team going into the season that you think will make the finals from the Western Conference? I think there's no way you can't say that they're the favorite. I think they'll ultimately come out of the West. I think they're just that much better. I wouldn't say that much better. I just think they have the best team when you have the best duo as well as one of the better benches in the Western Conference. I think that LeBron James is obviously one of the greatest players of all time. He knows how to win when it comes down to the clutch times. So I think that LeBron is going to lead this team to the second consecutive NBA Finals. But with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.